what up, what up? You probably saw him on Last Chance U seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really share my opinion. Fucking slap dicks. Fucking slap Down the brass tass, question the ass, was deep as trash. All in, all gas, no brakes. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her. So she's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody gonna say shit about JB. I've got a on my shoulder. Trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Real Coach JB here. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the Wake Up Show, man. Here at 6 a.m. on the West Coast. Still dark outside. I know it's, uh... <clears throat> I know it's probably uh, bright as hell where you ever wherever you are. Um, lots to discuss today. We're going to talk about this uh, Bills Rams game. Obviously, um, everybody's up in arms. Like the season's over for the Rams, according to Ryan Clark. The season's fucking over, and Rams better pack it up. What the fuck's going on? Um. I love the overdramatic motherfuckers. Ryan Clark just fucking, he irritates me like no other. Let me get you the quote of the day, man. Get you guys started on this uh, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up Friday. Um, Quote of the day, man. Don't let an alarm clock be the only reason you wake up. Don't let an alarm clock be the only fucking reason you wake up. What does that mean, coach? It means have a fucking goal and dream a little bit. I never could fucking, I never used an alarm in my fucking life. <clears throat> never in my life. So I always just, my fucking brain just ran about what I had to do tomorrow, what I had to do the next day. And that's what kept me up. That's what wakes me up. Not a fucking alarm clock. So if you guys are, like, that's what blew my mind the other day. Joe, Joe Accord called in about the weather. and was like, fuck, I'm two hours late. I'm like, damn, dog, you're 45 years old. Fucking alarm clock. I never used one in my life. I refuse to use an alarm. I won't ever use an alarm. Um, we're here on this wake up. Wake up, wake up with the Coach JB, man. We got a... Uh, Joe Accord's up early today, though. <laughs> He ain't going to let that shit happen twice. Uh, yeah, I drink I drink coffee. Uh, Nebula, you drunk coffee black. 
I, I don't even know what that means. You calling me drunk? You asking me if I drank coffee? Like, can you have a fuck? Can you speak English, motherfucker? Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Grab you some uh, some whiskey. Grab you some fucking merch. We got some merch in. We got all kind of new shit. Check it out. Every day, CoachJBStore.com. Head on over to uh, Bet Online tonight. We got uh, we got some action. Um, obviously, you got some college football. You got college football all weekend, and you got NFL Sunday starting this weekend. So, BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe fifty B L E A V five zero. So, what up, Christian? What up? What up? What up, man? Canadips. CBD.com. I need to win this motherfucker. If you guys go order you some and send me a receipt, I will fucking put you in the raffle to win a bottle of signed bottle of whiskey, a bunch of free merch, and uh, you got to show me you bought a few cans, man. So go get some cans. I appreciate you. Uh, check it out. Um, a lot going on. I'm live on Twitter on the Coach JB Show account, so I'm I'm also there. Um, we're gonna get into some games, man. I I want to get into Ash. Go. I want to get into um, man. Bailey's in Heath. My girl. She's fucking this. These dogs are like, man. I'm trying to tell you, dog. <laughs> two things undefeated in this world: pussy and new pussy. And she's new pussy to Ash, because Ash is a puppy. That motherfucker smells pussy running around here, boy, and it's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, let's calm down with the Rams talk. It's, it's fucking game one. Did you see them last year? They didn't look great either, by the way. And the year before, and dog, some teams are ahead, some teams aren't. When the Ram, So the Rams got a new wideout. They got two new O-linemen. They got... They got a fucking, uh, they got a fucking new, uh, they got a new left tackle replacing Wentworth, and it's like, dog, relax, calm the fuck down, like, they just lost a fucking leader on the O-line, Wentworth, and... Um, I apologize. My boy Pat McAfee texted me. Might be some breaking news in the fucking effect in the in the new future. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You heard it here on the Wake Up Show. Um, Eddie Manyweather, did you get fired today for oversleeping? Really? No, seriously, did you? Did you really just get fired? <laughs> you got to be shitting me, dog. Tell me you're bullshitting. Because <sighs> you didn't wake up, homie. Come on, man. You didn't wake up. <laughs> Hey Hector, George played for me. He's in Cali, so he don't. I don't know if he understands the difference between like the the book 
and just the DraftKings or FanDuel uh, app. No, Bruce, it don't happen to all of us. He got fired for being late, for oversleeping. That's the fucking problem. Don't let an alarm clock be the only reason you wake up. I just said it as the quote of the day, and he gets fired, ironically. Hey, I love Eddie, dog. Um, man, give me two seconds. You guys, give me two seconds. I got to talk to Pat real quick. I apologize. I'll be right back. Maybe breaking news is happening. I'll be back in two minutes. Give me one second. You think they're in good hands with the QB they got, huh? Oh, man, definitely, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate you, man. But, yeah, I think I think Kentucky's in, in uh, good hands with Will Levis, man. I believe that's a prototypical style. Uh, pro quarterback, you know, with uh, Nick Scangarella coming in as the OC, a former OC of the NFL, having a guy like Liam Cohen last year, you know, introducing that new style of offense, which was one of the most exciting times to watch a Kentucky offense play. Uh, you know, no disrespect to anybody that was, you know, a part of the offenses before, but, you know, just being able to see Kentucky run the ball and then be able to throw the ball vertically downfield and be able to connect and actually be a threat down the field for SEC defensive back groups, it's, you know, pretty exciting to watch him with a guy like Will Levis who's not afraid to throw it. The one thing I will say, you know, I mean, you look back at the guy's stats last year, you know, maybe had a, a couple interceptions more than what you wanted, but, you know, the guy's not afraid to throw it. And that's a guy I want back there at quarterback. I want a guy that's not afraid to try to fit that son bitch in there between double coverage because, hell, if it works, it's going to be a hell of a play for us. But if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, we got a hell of a defense back there. Let's go stop him and get the ball back in his hands. So, you know, I believe in number seven. I believe in what Coach Stoops is doing, putting guys in position to, you know, either make those play calls like Coach, uh, like Coach Scoge and, uh, you know, putting a guy back there like Will to be able to deliver it to these receivers. And so I'm looking forward to seeing the young receivers work too, man. We got a lot of work, uh, I think, cut out for the young receivers, but I believe they're in a great position to do some good things this year. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, I can't tell you anything right now, <laughs> but uh, something's in the works. Hey, um, Lucy, what up, Nurse Court? What up? Uh, yeah, Ryan Clark is a bitch-made cat. I'm going to get him a shirt and a hat. I'm going to have him sent to him. Um, CoachJBStore.com, you can get you a bitch-made cat hat just like that. And you can get a bitch-made shirt. You can get a bitch-made shirt just like that as well. So check it out. Um, CoachJBStore.com. Got a lot of good merch over there. This is what I like to do to Ryan Clark. I try to choke fuck the motherfucker. And, uh, dog, he talks a lot out of his ass, all right? He, he talks a lot out of his ass. And, no, cat is not spelled with a C, bitch boy. Since you want to jump in my conversation, Blake Gillette, fucking bitch, shut your ass up. You don't know how I spell cat, motherfucker. You ain't from where I'm from. We spell cat with a K, motherfucker. Shut your ass up. So, this is the bottom line. Ryan Clark talks out his ass. He thinks he's a comedian and he wants to be funny. And that's why he started a podcast. So that's what it is. He talks out of his ass to get clicks and likes, just like Blake Gillette. 
There's cats out there that chase clout because they're bottom feeders and nobodies. And then they fucking want to, they, they wish they were you. Like Blake Gillette wishes he was me. He wishes he, you know, he gargles my balls in his jaws every morning when he wakes up. And Ryan Clark does the same thing with a lot of other motherfuckers. So, just keeping it real. Um, he is just a big old bitch. And sorry, Nurse Court. I know he's a fucking LSU alum, but he went after the wrong motherfucker one day. I'm just telling you right now. He went after a legendary Louisiana high school cat that I'm good friends with. And, uh, and, and he has this soft ideology about seven on seven and all this old shit. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. You're a joke. And he does that shit all the time. Did you hear him this morning already on fucking Get Up? How he's talking about fucking Stafford is a done and the Rams are done and all this? I'm like, dog. And then he says, Lamar Jackson. Dog, I'm just over the cat. Um, Chase Sr., 49er insider, NFL beat writer, is going to join us today on the 2 o'clock hour later on. And uh, we're going we're gonna to sit down and talk about the 49ers before this weekend. And, um, Hector, you're in the chat. I forgot to tell you, I got Chase Sr. on today. Um, I got Chase Sr. on today um, at 2. So can you do 2.30? I want to bring on Hector today to talk about betting because uh, Brandon Lang unfortunately had to have surgery on his neck and he cannot show up today. He'll be back next week. But Hector's going to fill in, and he's going to give us some NFL picks for the weekend. Hector won some last night, too. So, um, you know. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, hey, it is good you have a second job, Eddie. Hey, Eddie's out there grinding, man. I give A shout-out to Eddie. Shout-out to Eddie. Um you know, uh, I know Brand. I know Blake. I know Blake. You're better than Brandon Blake. I know the one of the world's greatest handicappers. You're better than him. I get it. I know they made a movie after you too, right? Would they make a movie after you called Three Men and a Little Boy? Fucking bitch. <laughs> Is that the movie you're in, Blake? Three Men and a Little Boy. Um. It's always the motherfucker. I love, I love hating ass shit talkers. That's all they want to do. Um, Hector's going to come on, break down some NFL games. I'm going to break down college, my college picks. Uh, Hector will break down the NFL Sunday, and then I'm going to, uh, and then I'm going to, I'm going to get to, uh, I'm going to get to uh, the 49ers insider. Um, we're going to, we're going to try to get into, uh, Trey Lance, the 49ers, what he thinks he's an insider and then he's an NFL insider. So we'll be able to get some insight on that too, for Hector's picks right after he comes on. So, so we're going to get into that. Um, yeah, Joe. Joe's going to slide on here in about uh, 15 minutes, and we're going to talk about some some a few games. 
Um, I just want to, Joe, I just want to talk Texas, Alabama, and uh, Kentucky, Florida. And I want to talk those two in particular because those two games are uh, very, very critical this early in the year. And I want to talk USC, Stanford, um, if that's possible. So, um, yeah, Sarah, you know, Sarah, they come in, Sarah's in the chat talking you know, they, these haters come in and talk shit. It is what it is. So, um, I, I, I would know if Brandon was doing it out of fucking malicious intent or not. And I don't think I'd have them on my show. You fucking clowns. But, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of games, Joe. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care about all the games. Like who the fuck's gonna watch all the games? I'm not. Um, so we need to we need the key games. We need the fucking key games. Oklahoma State, Arizona State, Joe would be another one I'd like to know about. And I'd also like to know about uh Arizona, Mississippi State. I think that's who they who they play. So I would like to know uh that one. So we'll see what happens. Pat McAfee, I was just talking to. I had to take a break because he called me. Uh, so there might be some breaking news in 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 the, in the coming days. Stay tuned for that. Um. So let's get let's get into this Ram game. All right, I'm gonna get into this Ram and uh, Ram Bills game. The Bills dominated the game from the jump. They came out, scored first. Allen looked good. Um, you know, Rams looked bad. Robinson, Allen Robinson had zero catches. I don't even know if he got targeted. Um, I don't even know if he got targeted. But um, the run game was fucking non-existent. The Rams had zero run game. And... Their defense looked very, very confused. They got no pass rush. And it's a fucking game one. They got their Super Bowl rings. They're in L.A. It's okay, people. It's okay, people. Blake Gillette, you're just a fucking cowardly bitch. You're gone. Bye. Go make another account, bitch boy. Um... I hate motherfuckers that want to start getting perverted and shit. Motherfucker, get your bitch ass out of here at fucking 6 in the morning. Um, the problem I have with Stafford is he, 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 he goes to cup more than I like because this is the reason. This is the reason. He has a new O-line, a new left tackle. They lost Whitworth, their best tackle, and... Their, and their captain, their chief, their fucking leader. So when that happens, you are automatically going to have a little bit of doubt with your protection up front. So when you have doubt with your protection up front, what, is a, what does a quarterback do? What does a quarterback do? He goes to his for sure shot, which is Cooper Cup. That's my fucking get out of jail card, free card. I'm going to go to Cooper Cup as much as possible because that's where I'm comfortable because I don't know Allen Robinson yet. It's fucking game one. Calm down, folks. He's going to be okay. 
He's going to be okay. They'll get Higby involved, the tight end. They're going to do some things. The thing about Sean McVay is, and everybody always wants to critique a motherfucker after they lose, which is the worst. I hate that shit. Um, but this is what the business is. I mean, I know how it is. I get fucking, it happens to me all the time when I coach. It happens to everyone I know from Nick Saban lost to A&M last year and everybody fucking critiqued him and thought the world was over. He lost to his first assistant coach at A&M and da, 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 da. Calm down. And so having said that, McVay comes into first games for the year and is really, really predictable because he looks exactly like his last game of the last season. Because he runs a lot of boot waggle, a lot of naked, a lot of uh, sprint out and, and design boots, and he does a lot of things West Coast original thought process offensive-minded guy, which is good shit if you have the personnel. They do have the personnel. I think they'll be fine. But what happens is you're not too hard to scheme on a day one. When you've had, let me just break down coaching for all the fucking naysayers out there who think this is a a big deal. The Bills have had, in essence, nine months to prepare for the Rams for game one. See, none of you motherfuckers really think about that because you're not a coach and you don't understand. You don't think about it. The Bills have had nine months to prep for the Rams. First game last night. Dean Sharp says, McVay's trashed. Bengals just sucked. <laughs> McVay's 35 and he's been to two Super Bowls. <laughs> I love dick writers who don't, who are right now are working at fucking McDonald's and they're watching the show from McDonald's and they're talking about how shitty someone else is. Don't you love that shit? Um, some people just say dumb shit. Goddamn. Uh, they're not even worthy of me commenting, dog. It's comical. Uh, <laughs> Josh, this shit is comical, homie. I'm like dying laughing. This early in the morning, we get more trolls in the morning than I do at night. Um, anyway, having said that, now you have four days to prepare for the Rams. You have four days to prepare for the Bills. You have four days to prepare for everyone else after this Sunday. So don't be alarmed this Sunday, Hector, when you're making your bets. Because the games are going to be completely different on a game one. Because these cats have had nine months to prepare for a team. So next Sunday is going to be a completely different ballgame. Next Sunday is going to be a different ballgame for the Rams, the Bills, Everyone else. The Bills might go on a run and blow teams out for a couple, six, seven weeks now and go on a big run. The Bills are favored, obviously. Everybody has them favored to win the Super Bowl. I still don't see them winning the Super Bowl, but I think they are going to be there in in the mix. Um, But I think the Rams are still going to be there at the end. We got a lot of fucking football to play. Calm down. Everyone anointing the Bills after game one, after the Rams celebrated a Super Bowl. Check on the Lakers when they when they collect their rings every year. When they when they every year they've won a ring. Check how many check how many season openers they've lost. Check on how many people have lost after they've collected their championship ring. They they're celebratory still, dog. They don't give a fuck about game one. 
Um, the Rams will be fine. I'm not worried about the fucking Rams. But I'll just do know this. Now you got to prep for the Rams in four days compared to nine months. And it's going to be a completely different ballgame. McVay's good on the run in a four-day work week. And I think you're going to have a... You're going to have a completely different ballgame, all right? So I'm going to go transition over to to college real quick. Texas and Alabama play this weekend. That's probably the biggest game on the slate because of the two names. They're historical. Sark, former OC of Saban. Uh, so we're going to see what happens. I'm curious to see um, how it's going to work out. I'm very curious on how everything's going to play out. I don't think Texas can win the football game. I do think Texas is going to make it closer than people think. And I do think that Sark is going to find ways to exploit their defense. If Quinn Ewers can perform at a big boy level, I don't know if that's possible yet. I don't think he's that guy, number one. And then I just don't think... um, I just don't know if that's the true, uh, I don't know if Texas is there yet. Texas is probably still a year away, but Sarks knows what he's doing, and he's going to go make sure that their defense is going to fucking attack Bryce Young's weakness. And whatever his weakness may be, that's where he's going to go find it. And I would be spending my whole entire time on defense as Sarkeesian, the head coach, telling him, this is what we got to do to help slow, slow down Bryce Young. And that's what I'd be doing if I was Sark personally. But I'm sure he's doing some of that. I mean, come on, Sark's a good coach and knows what he's fucking doing. The problem is, I don't know if their personnel up front can, can slow Alabama down on D, and I don't know if their D-line can get any penetration on Bryce Young on O. So I don't know if Texas has those dogs up front yet. That's where the game's won and lost. And I don't know how good Texas's secondary is. We're going to find out um, because Bryce, if he has any time at all with those receivers, um, he's going to get into it, and I don't know. I don't know, uh, Brad. I haven't watched Bryce Young um, too much personally. Uh, Eddie, it is a dog. It's a dog eat dog world, uh, by the way. Um, so not doggy dog. You got fired because you, you. Hey, dog. We can't. We can't spill, cry over spilled milk. You got to go get you another gig, homie. It is what it is. You fucked up. You got fired on your day off, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Come on, dog. You can't get fired on your day off. Eddie don't give a fuck either. He just keeps bringing it up. He keeps bringing it up. Doggy dog world. Uh, it's a cold world. I got fired. I'll bounce back. <laughs> dog, you just, you you want everyone to know your ass got fired, huh? There's 100 people in here, homie. Everybody knows you got fired, dog. God damn. Um, so, I don't know. You know, it is what it is. Um, give me a couple, Joe. Uh I'm not going to scheme Will Anderson, number one, if I'm Sark on, on Texas's offense. I'm not going to scheme Will Anderson. I'm not really, I'm not really, 
worried about one guy. There's just no way you can scheme one guy in college. You you, you just don't have you don't have the time um, to worry about one guy. Now, if this guy is a pass rusher extraordinaire and he ends up playing a lot of D end and rush passer or outside backer in their fifty front, and he starts bringing pressure from the edge. I would attack Will Anderson in that regard, meaning I would go at Will Anderson compared to away from Will Anderson. See, a lot of you guys don't understand. When you have a freak of nature that you're playing against on the D-line or a defensive end or something like that, you have to go at him, not away from him. So we played against uh, Bruce Irvin one year in JUCO. And, uh, you know, he was a 4-4, guy coming off the edge. And you know what? We were down 21 nothing at half. I made an adjustment in the second half. I said, we're going to run triple right at his ass. We're going to run triple option right at his motherfucking ass. And we're going to negate his athleticism, his length, and his speed. People are like, damn, Coach, we can't run at that motherfucker. I said, bullshit. We're going to run right at his ass. We ran at his ass, and I'm not bullshitting you. My quarterback, a guy named A.J. Springer, he's playing overseas right now, I think. He had like 240 rushing and like 280 passing in the second half. And he was so Bruce was so frustrated, he got kicked out the game. And we were playing against Mount Sac, uh, number one team in the nation, and we ended up losing the game at the end on a fucking punt return. Um... 48-45. We scored 45 points in the second half running triple option right at Bruce Irvin. No bullshit. You can ask my boy Yona. You can ask anybody that was at that game. It was a great, great Juco game. Um, and uh, that is what happened. That is what you do when you have a Will Anderson. You have to go at them. And if he's a guy you can go at on the line of scrimmage, now, it's a lot harder to go at a guy if he's an out, out, isolated outside linebacker or a mic backer or something like that. You have to read the guy a lot more on RPOs, on different things. If he's a D lineman, now you have action to do some different things and you can attack him in different ways. So that's just kind of what, what that is. Um, Ash, lay down, dude. Um, I'm going to bring Joe in here in about two minutes, talk about the weather for these big-time games, and then we're going to get into some college games. Um, I'm going to go get me some coffee, let my dog take a piss. I'll be right back in four minutes. Hang in there. Wake up with JB. Peace. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school growing up together, his old his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School. Grew up right up the street. We played together in the we actually played each other in high school twice. Um, he also played basketball when I for his high school. We were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd. Um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine, he was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another L.A. kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. 
Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the, in, in the NBA. You know, he's 6'6", uh, probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always, and also was, uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Um, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most records and he played longer. That's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old. And I don't think, you can put him as the best already. I think he scored in three of his four Super Bowl victories. Um, but anyway, Ozzie Newsom is my number two tight end. Ozzie Newsom redefined the position. He is what the Antonio Gates of the world, the Shannon Sharps, all those guys became later. Ozzie Newsom, also a friend of mine who who was the player personnel of the Baltimore Ravens for a long time, a guy named Art Perkins who played running back for the San Diego Chargers, L.A. Rams, actually was a Compton College alum who was a coach at Compton College who coached my coach who also allowed me to come into OTAs and minicamp with the Ravens way back for a couple days. Art Perkins is a great guy. Learned from Ozzie Newsom, uh, played in that era. Ozzie Newsom was a different human. People don't realize that. Everyone wants to talk about the firemen and the plumbers and shit, the J.J. Reddick quote, which, well, okay, well, how's that going now? <laughs> now that all these old school motherfuckers have came out and showed you that you fucking bitch-made motherfuckers could never even have played in our era, a little less fucking played every game in our era. But anyway, Ozzie Newsom, I think, deserves a lot of fucking credit for what he did um, as a Colt, as a Brown you know, he was original fucking vertical threat tied in that you did not see. Everybody was in line tight ends at the time. So Ozzie Newsom's one of my fa- uh, set number two. I put Gronk at three. I put Gronk at three. Um, like I said, I've already talked about Gronk, so I put him. That's where I put him. Shannon Sharp is four. I think Shannon Sharp redefined the athleticism of the position. I believe he was one of the fastest tight ends. His brother was one of the, Sterling Sharp was a freak of nature. A lot of cats don't know that Sterling was possibly Oof. a top five receiver of all time who had his career. All right, all right, all right. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Let me get into this. Uh, let me get into uh, people asking about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's going to be fucking fine. Calm down. Calm down. He'll be fine. So I'm not worried about Matthew fucking Stafford, okay? Game fucking one. Calm down. He'll be fine. Um, let's get into a little bit of uh, college games real quick. I just want to get you some morning stuff. Like I said, I have uh, Chase Sr., insider for the 49ers, coming on later today on the show. So um, hopefully you guys... Uh, Hopefully you guys come in today at 1 o'clock Pacific uh, and watch that show. We're going to talk about Trey Lance. He's an insider. He's at every practice. He knows everything about the Niners. So we're going to see. Uh, Alabama's favored by 20 versus Texas. Okay. Um, 
I, I'm telling you, I think... Now, I was totally wrong last night with the fucking Ram game, right? Um, and that's what it is. Everyone's wrong here and there. This is the thing. If Texas can be within 14 in the fourth, they have a shot. They have a shot to cover, to cover. So if they can be within 14, I think Sark can even get the game down to seven. Now, that's a tall task at noon. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. So we're going to say, I can't bet, Richard. I'm not that great at it. I could bet that your girl could open wider than motherfucking most, though. <laughs> I bet you that motherfucking much. And your balls uh, are shriveled the fuck up because your girl doesn't like them. Because you are a small dick syndrome having motherfucker. Bitch boy. So don't comment this motherfucker unless you want to get your bitch ass lit up. How's my balls in your jaws taste, motherfucker? I bet you not like this coffee. <laughs> Ohio State favored by 44 and a half. 44 and a half. Jalen Thompson, what up, boy? Uh, 44 and a half points. I don't know. I don't know uh, if Ohio State covers that or not. <laughs> they better win by 60. I, I'm just telling you. They better win by 60, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I want to get to get to the important games. I'm not going to bet all the games, all right? So, Joe, follow with me on this. So, I would just like to talk about these games. Alabama, Texas, supposed to be 77 degrees. We're going to talk about that with Joe. Um, I want to talk about this uh, Tennessee Pitt game, all right? Tennessee Pitt, a 1230 game in Pittsburgh. Always a little bit different there. So I'd love to get that take. And then USC-Stanford is always an interesting game. Florida-Kentucky. All right. Florida-Kentucky. I'm sure it'll be fucking hot in Gainesville. Uh, and then you got Arizona State, Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Joe's backyard. Curious to see that game. Because if Arizona State can score at will like fucking Western Michigan did... Then Houston, you have a problem. You have a fucking problem. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I think Arizona plays Mississippi State, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that is an interesting one as well. Uh, Mike Leach always wins games early, but he can never win the games uh, when it counts. And uh, you just can't be that pass happy in the fucking SEC. I'm sorry. Uh, not to be, I just haven't seen it yet. Uh, Alabama gets past happy here and there, but they're just better than everybody all around the board. Everyone else that throws the football all day long doesn't win very much in the SEC. Um, yeah, I think Arizona plays Mississippi State. <clears throat> I would like to know the KU West Virginia, Joe. That's about all the games we need. We don't need too many more games because I just don't uh, really give a fuck and it's not really interesting. Um, I'd like to know those games. Um, it's going to be an interesting slate. The, I went on the, uh, corn craze, uh, YouTube channel last night and, uh, I went on live with uh, a couple good dudes, man. They do, they run the corn craze, uh, channel here on YouTube and, uh, 
talking about Scott Frost, Nebraska Cornhuskers, the 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 fan base. If you haven't watched it, go check out those guys, Corn Crazed, uh, on the channel here. Go over there and check it out. Um, it was interesting, man. Um, they asked some good questions, and I was just being myself. And and the thing is, I wanted to let everyone know because I know there's some comments on his channel that they're get they're a little upset at me. Um, most good, they have some good fans, fan base though. Their channel, Corn Craze, man, go subscribe, become a a member of their channel if you if you like good Nebraska talk. Zach does Ohio State, Corn Craze does Nebraska. Uh, there's some good channels there for the Midwest uh, shows uh, people. But let me let me let me get into a a thing that we were talking about. Um. You guys in Nebraska, just like a lot of places like Florida and Florida State and Miami and Texas and USC and UCLA, have a false sense of reality. You guys have a false sense of reality. Your roster is not that good. And you guys really think you have a good roster. You don't have a good roster. You just don't. I mean, watch the games Nebraska's played in. South fucking Dakota State should not be running foot for foot with you. Or whoever the fuck they played last week. Northwestern 4.0 engineer should not be better than you on the edge. (laughs) They should not be better than you. And you guys really think you've got a roster. You just don't have a fucking culture. No. It's not. It's it's all things. Uh, all things I just mentioned, number one. But number two, you guys are all fucked up. USC fan base, fucked up. Miami and Florida, fucked up. You guys think this is fucking Dennis Erickson. No. The times have changed. Kids now have options. They got social media. They have fucking options. They don't have a dream school anymore. They don't have a dream, dream school anymore. So... You got to fucking figure out another way to get these big time dudes. And I, I don't think SC goes undefeated in the Pac 12. And obviously, if they do, um, you know, they're going to be in the, in the contention to get a playoff. But I, I think they'll have a hiccup and fucking do something because they're not there yet, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. Everyone wants to talk about Frost didn't transition from UCF over. Let me ask you this. Did, did Hypo transition from UCF to Tennessee? Did George O'Leary transfer from UCF to Notre Dame? <laughs> you cats are fucking delusional. UCF has the best players in that conference. Players win games, coaches lose them, and that's period. So why, why is Hypo shitty at Tennessee to date? Why is Frost shitty at Nebraska to date? If they're so fucking good at UCF, did they just suddenly become fucking horrible coaches? Let me ask you something. Yeah, I know he never coached there. Fucking Cyrus, the fucking guru. All I'm saying is, mother, he got fired because of a degree issue <laughs> before he ever coached it down. All I'm saying is, he got the job, though, because he did decent at UCF. UCF is a place you go and you win in that league and conference, show people you can coach, and you get the fuck out. 
And they didn't just forget how to coach, dog. They were a big fish in a small pond. Now they're the big fish in the big pond. And they can't eat. They don't know how to eat. I'm just telling you, it's a different ball game, dog. It's a different ball game. Be careful what you fucking ask for, Nebraska fans. Be careful what you ask for, USC. Be careful what you ask for, Miami, Florida. Be careful what you ask for, Florida State. Because you guys all wanted to get rid of your coaches. Last time I checked, Frank Solis won 10 football games in Nebraska. Bro Pelini won 9 and 10 football games in Nebraska. You were mad you couldn't beat Wisconsin. Now you fire him. And look what it looks like now. I bet you'd want that bat- motherfucker back right now winning 9, 10 games. Shit. I bet you'd let Bo Pelini cuss out a motherfucker now, you soft fucks. No, Bo Pelini's too loud. He's too aggressive. Shut the fuck up. He's too loud and aggressive. But you won 9 and 10 football games, didn't you? <laughs> You won 9 and 10 football games. That's what the fucking crazy part is. Um, all right, Joe, we got to do this quickly. Don't be a slapdick. Come on in, Joe. I want to get the fucking critical games weather that may affect the point spread so I can win me some fucking money. I don't need no... Uh, No, see, you're mistaken. Nebraska should have never fired Frank Solich. You guys keep missing Frank Solich's name. Pelini would have never been the coach if Frank Solich didn't get fired. Frank Solich was the motherfucker. Mike Norvell, I don't know. I like Mike as a guy, as a human. Uh, I'm pretty decent with him. Uh, Good offensive-minded coach, but I don't know if... Again, you were the big fish in the small pond at Memphis. And you want to go go in this big pond with these big fish. And uh, we're going to see what happens. Joe, what up? Hey, what's up, Coach? Can you hear me? Yep, yep, yep. You got to get that PJ hat off, get all that fucking live on. All right. Um, oh, I got my – you want my lip shirt? No, I'm going to put it on my lip shirt here in a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, uh, give me those big coach, games, man. I, I, I need it. Okay, I got a question for you real quick before you start this. As a coach, how far in advance do you uh, – say, for instance, you know that there's going to be some rain going on. Um on a Saturday game, um, how far in advance do you do you play play game plan for that? Do you, is that a forty eight hour deal or is it? Oh yeah, no, good question. Uh, no, I we we practice that in the in the summer, in the fall and camp, day uh, fall camp day one. We practice uh, especially at a place like in uh, Kansas. So we bring out the water buckets, we dip the balls, we get kicking balls, we we dip the balls, we get them we get them a little bit uh, overinflated, so we get that bubble on them because that's what water does to leather balls. And then we practice with them, and we we not only throw the ball with them and make sure that uh, first of all, when we start ball at winter conditioning and spring ball, we we put uh, we put nylon pantyhose on footballs for running back, so it's slippery and extra slippery, and we try to get that extra security so the over exaggeration is always a good emphasis when you coach so we yeah. want to over exaggerate all possibilities so we make we put pantyhose up years ago i started putting pantyhose on footballs and yeah and then they created a i should have fucking patented it. they've created a actual ball slip they call them and you put the ball in there and it's real slippery 
and it's hard to run with because it slips. So you have to actually co- you have to teach two hands on the football, make sure all these different things. So when you get yeah, wet, so- you you want to start training for weather. You do a lot of different things, and you wet those footballs up early on, and you teach it. So you, we, it's not a new thing. Now, if we know there's going to be weather that particular week, we'll practice all week with it. And okay. we're not going to practice the whole game with wet balls. We're going to still use dry balls, but we're going to we're going to practice scenarios. And then the key of that question is, we're going to try to rush a mechanic to kick a field goal. With the wet ball, last second, last minute, we're going to run a lot of on and off uh, scenarios to where we can try to last second field goal kick it in a wet scenario. So the kicker knows knows the ground, the footing, the slippery, the the, the snap, the hold. We're going to work the shit out of that all week long too. So, yeah. Coach, I got two things real quick, and then I got all these games I wrote down. Obviously, we'll go through the ones you want. Um, Lucy's in the chat. She's an incarnate word. Um, uh, alone. They're playing in Nevada this weekend. Uh, good weather, Lucy. I promise you that. Second, um, after a, a, a loss, a 34-17 last week in Iowa Southern or Iowa Central, um, India is playing in Coffee Wheel this weekend, and I don't give a shit about their weather, so I didn't write it down. Um, anyway. Uh, it's a rivalry game. I, I beat Coffeeville every year I was there. The, 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 the thing had switched. It was a, it, I had taken them over. Basically, that rivalry was no more. And now Coffeeville's beat Indy the last two, I think. So Yeah, it'll be in the mid-70s, but I put fuck them. <laughs> um, so there's a hurricane uh, kind of off uh, San Diego. Uh, it's not too close, but it's going to affect some weather. Uh, the only game that I saw you was going to affect was Idaho State and San Diego State. There's no line on that game. But, Coach, you can expect heavy rain during that game a little bit. Wait, there's a um, hurricane off of San Diego. So there's a hurricane that uh, came up through the north, and it kind of turned. It's not really affecting too much. It's not going to directly impact San Diego, but San Diego is going to have – El Cajon is going to have 40-mile-per-hour winds today. Oh, I got you. Uh, there's going to be a lot of just winds uh, yeah, yeah. around the San Diego area, some rain. Um, but a lot of the rain is shifted more towards, like, towards the Salt Sea area, Palm Springs. Yeah. Uh, there's areas like – Yuma that's going to get almost two inches of rain. Uh, so I wrote down a bunch of games, Coach. Um, let's uh, just talk about quick. the meat and potatoes. Let me ask you, find, see if you can find these games. You got Alabama, Texas. Let's talk that one first. Okay, so that one is that one's good. I wrote a lot of information on that one. So that one I got down. Um, obviously, I'm going to have Alabama, t- uh, Texas on here. I just got to find it because I wrote down it. It was a big game that I wrote down. Uh, it's going to be hot as hell. Here it is. Dude, it's going to be hot. It's going to be like in the mid-90s. The, the heat index might be like 105. Uh, that turf is in be, Austin. Yeah, it, that turf is going to be smoking. Um, Bet Online AG has the over under at 65 in that game. Um, I think that's going to get smoked. Um, really? Especially, well, yeah, I think Alabama's. You know, they're currently up. You know, they're 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 favored by 20, but the over under is only 65 from what the last thing I looked on Bet uh, Bet Online AG. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would with the, with beautiful weather that night that day it's gonna be hot. Uh, I think that turf is, they're gonna be flying that turf. You know, just have to watch out for a little bit of injuries due to cramping. But other than that, um, God, there's a lot of rain. Hey, hey, hey Joe's giving coach. you spread weather and fucking kinesiology, dog. All you guys better take notes. All right, go ahead, Joe. What what's all right? What about uh, give me uh. Do you do Sarah's? You get Tennessee at, at Pittsburgh? No, yeah, if you got that one. Yeah, you knew I was going to get that one because Sarah would 
had me up in a freaking yard arm. Google that, people. Um, so that one, you know, yeah, it's not looking too bad. Uh, there's going to be some increasing clouds during the day. Uh, they're actually going to get a lot of rain overnight. But during the game, it's not going to be that bad. I got that game kind of like uh, uh, no rain game for the game. I, I, I Is that you? Thing. They could not get him going last week. I know Pittsburgh. there's a concerted effort trying to get the run game. Who is that? Springfield. Shelly goes deep. That was me. Was that I'm a slap dick. Was that you? you yeah, I mean, betting-wise, I don't know what Hector thinks about that game. I don't know too much about that one. I mean, the spread's six. Tennessee's favored by six. Over under 65. Um, I don't see. I think Tennessee's going to win that game by 20. Um, but Just the weather, the weather Joe. Just give me the weather, Joe. I know, I know. Uh Brad asked about the floor, the, his Appalachian State at Texas A&M. I think that's going to be a hot game. Over under 54, take the over. Sorry. Um, what, what other games? Ohio State, uh, nah, increasing uh, rain chances. Uh, give me uh, Oklahoma State, Arizona State. That's going to be fine. It, still water is going to be warm and hot that day, just like Norman. All right, I'll, USC, I'll, Stanford. I'll be at the game at OU. Uh, Stanford, I got – oh, Stanford, that's going to be fine too. Uh it's going to be like in the 60s. Marine Lair coming in during the game. I don't. There's not going to be a real issue with that one. Um, Where's that game at? That one's at Palo Alto. All right. Now, uh, Florida, Kentucky. Florida, Kentucky. Good good call, Coach. That game's at 6 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Uh, there's going to be some heavy rain during the day. You'll see there's a lot of rain on the coast during the day. Uh, it's going to be more isolated, I think, as the afternoon goes on. Um, as the daytime heating is starting to wind down. Uh, but I could expect about one to two inches during the game or during the day, and then right around game time, tapering off to about a quarter inch to about a half inch. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, that's a good take, man. I, this is a good segment. State, I want to talk about these big time games um, really, every week. Mississippi if you State can. at Arizona? Yeah, Arizona, Mississippi State. Brother. That that the night near in, in Tucson in the desert could be absolutely beautiful. I just want to point out Mike Leach. That over under is fifty seven and a half, Coach. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that'll be that'll that'll cover that. That'll cover that. Uh, I did, just real quick before I'm going to jump off here in a second. There is seven outdoor NFL games on Sunday. Six of them are going to have sixty percent chance of rain or higher. Really interesting. First game: Chicago, too. Cincinnati. Um, uh, Miami's at 40% chance. Washington's at 60% chance. Carolina is going to have about 80% chance of rain during the game. Um, Chicago's going to have about an inch of rain, I think, during the game. Um, and then at night, uh, Tennessee, or in the afternoon, Tennessee, uh, Nashville looks like about uh, half an inch during the game with an 80% chance during the day. So there's a lot of rain, day, rain, rain chances in the NFL games. But watch out for the smoke uh, in the Utah game. Um, Gonna be really smoky there if you if you turn on TV and it's gonna be it, it may take over the thing and it's gonna be really really rainy and windy in Fort Collins for the uh, Middle Tennessee State Colorado State. My man Joe, I appreciate you. Clap it up. Get your fucking daily weather for the weekend, man. I appreciate you, Joe. I'll you talk to you later day. on. Um, Joe with the weather. Hey, see, uh, college football talk podcast. Let me ask you something. If Nebraska struggles, which I think they're going to struggle versus Georgia Southern, and Georgia Southern somehow beats Nebraska and Scott Frost, 
I can see Scott Frost being fired that day. This weekend, Scott Frost loses to Georgia Southern. I can see him being fired. I'm just saying it right here. I'm saying it right here. So, Richard Burr, come on, dog. I'm sure I've ran through one of your bitches and Garen fucking teed. They'll tell you the real. <laughs> I guarantee they'll tell you the, the real about all that. Project these nuts, motherfucker. I'm sorry I took your prom queen, bitch. Um, <clears throat> now, Nebula says it could be a turning point for his job. Okay, so let's say Nebraska comes out and blasts Georgia Southern. And it does get their momentum swung in the right direction. Could be interesting to see that happen too. We don't know. We'll see. I'm curious to see how it goes. Curious to see how it goes. Um, Bravo and Richard Burr, I guess they're together. Probably the same motherfucker. They're probably jacking each other off sitting there. Um... Yeah, we could talk about it. Um, college football talk. Um, we could talk about it. Uh, NFL weekend, man. We're going to talk about it a lot more this this afternoon. Um, we're going to talk about it this afternoon with Hector. We're going to pick some NFL games. So I don't want to get too much into it today um, on here. But uh, Appalachian State, okay, I... I don't know if A&M, I don't know how good A&M is. They struggled versus a very, very average football team last week. Uh, Sam Houston State is an FCS school, even though they're a very good one. All right, very good one. They struggled versus them mildly, 30 to nothing. It's not a fucking actual dominating game. When Alabama beats a D1, Utah State, 50-something nothing. There's a completely different deal, Okay. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think that A&M will beat them, obviously. I just, I, they better. Appalachian State is a very well-oiled machine in what they do. They have a culture. They fucking do everything the right way. They will always be in position to win games until they're just literally overmatched by talent, which they better be at A&M. If they're not, again, watered-down landscape college football. That's what we have. I said it yesterday on the Corn Craze uh, Network here on YouTube about Nebraska. I said it. There's no way Nebraska should be beating or tied with North Dakota in the third quarter. There's just no way. App State should score 61 fucking points on a Power 5 ACC opponent in North Carolina. Just no way. And I understand you homers who like your home teams and saying, why not, Coach? We like to be in these games. I get it. I get it. But that doesn't mean it's good football. It's horrible fucking tackling. There's injuries at an all-time high because we aren't teaching correctly. And then you have four different ideologies out here on how to do things because your player transferred four times. 
Look at LSU and the debacle they just went through and how they lost the football game to Florida State. And they're a team with 20 transfers or whatever. Look at Oregon with 20 transfers, how fucking horrible they looked. It looks like a bunch of spiders having a meeting. They're just fucking going everywhere because nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. There is no... This is how we do shit. This is what we do. This is how we do this. This is how we do this. This is how we do this. Right now, it's throw shit up, see if it sticks on the wall. That is what college football is right now. And... And that's just what it is, man. If you guys don't think that, you're fucking confused. You're very wrong. You're wrong, and that is what it is. So, just trying to tell you, you guys need to figure this shit out. Equitable football does not mean good football. Sorry. It's just not. Man, Andre... They don't want to put a cap on the fucking portal. That's the problem. They need to have a criteria if you can even transfer at all one fucking time. See, if you want to enter the portal, you have to have met A, B, C, or D. That's how I look at it. And if you you can't prove A, B, C, or D, then you should not be allowed to enter the portal. And that will allow folks to toughen their skin. That's what, that will allow folks to toughen their skin. Give a, A, B, C, D. If you don't meet that criteria, your ass stays put. Or you sit out. Or you sit out. Not every coach hates the portal, cocaine. Not every coach hates the portal, FYI. I know a lot of coaches out there who like the portal. So don't, don't give me that bullshit. Oh, you're, you're the old man on the front lawn yelling. Motherfucker. I know coaches that like the portal. Bitch-made cats don't like the portal. <laughs> Bitch-made cats sure fucking love going in there, don't they? And bitch-made cats defend the portal. Just throwing that out there. Um... Yeah, De- Delvin stay. Hey, Dabo don't fuck with the portal. And he better not start fucking with the portal. That's not why they're down. And they're not down like you think, dog. 11 wins. They had 11 fucking wins last year. So Alabama don't fuck with the portal. Should they start fucking with the portal? <laughs> should, they, should Alabama start fucking with the portal? Dog, the... The good tackling teams, the fundamentally sound teams, the fucking good defensive teams don't fuck with the portal, if you've noticed. If you've noticed, they don't fuck with the portal. So who's going to be the next team? This is the key right here. I want you guys to understand. This is the key. A, can you create a, a culture and create a, can create a environment that... Doesn't abuse the portal, meaning this. We're not just going and grabbing everybody out of the portal. And can you create a culture where you don't you you use the portal accordingly? Meaning, 
I'm only going to go in the portal and grab me a QB tra- grad transfer. I'm only going to go in the portal and grab me a big-time O-lineman. I'm only going to go in the portal. I'm not going in the portal to fucking refill my roster every year. That is what they're doing right now. They're going in the portal and refilling their roster every day. Every single semester, you have a new roster being filled because... You won't use it accordingly. You use it abusively. And that is the fucking problem across America on why college football is not very good. The only reason I have an issue with... the only This is my thing, college football talk podcast. If you're a grad transfer, I think you should be able to transfer if you are a senior or a junior and you got beat out, then I'm not, I'm okay with it because there's only that one position on the field, unlike others. I'm okay with you transferring, but I still don't like it. I'm not a fucking proponent of transferring. I still think it's soft. I still think you're fucking soft. And, and, and let, me, let me equate this to you, College Football Talk Podcast. Let me ask you this question. What are you teaching that youngster? And, and, and you're going to say, oh, well, he's got to have an opportunity to play or he'll never play. But is he going to do that in the NFL? Dog, you either got it or you don't, bro. You're, if you can't beat out a college guy, how the fuck are you going to beat out an NFL guy? See, a lot of you cats don't think that way. You think it's all, oh, let me go transfer. If you can't beat out a college kid, how are you going to beat out an NFL dude? So why don't you just sit tight, fucking get better, learn the shit, and fucking work it out, get better, and have an opportunity. And you never know, you're going to have a chance to get in there. Um, people act like, people act like, Jalen Hurts wasn't going to get drafted if he didn't leave Alabama. Can you guys please shut the fuck up with that? He fucking played at Alabama and won a natty. Jalen Hurts was going to get drafted. Maybe not as high. He was getting drafted, fellas. Alabama's starting quarterback winning a national title was getting fucking drafted. Coach, Jalen Hurts wouldn't have got drafted if he didn't transfer to Oklahoma. Shut the fuck up. Yes, he would have. So don't don't give me that bullshit that he had to transfer. Joe Burrow is a completely different deal. He transferred because of why. Ohio State ran its course. He got beat out. He transferred, played two years, won the job, fucking had one of the best years of all time. It benefited him. But show me the percentages. Show me the percentages of the ones that transfer who actually make it. I'm waiting to see the transfer fucking percentages of the success rates. It is one fucking percent success rate for all you fucking portal fans out there who think that it's the business all you guys think the fucking portal is saving these kids lives it's actually fucking hurting their lives bruh it's hurting their lives
And why is SC, why is every quarterback in the country all from USC? JT Daniels, fucking Dort, Dart, whatever his name is. Ole Miss, fucking Daxon Dart or whatever. You got fucking the other kid at, uh, at Pitt. Like, everybody's from USC. <laughs> like, holy fuck. Is USC just the transfer portal, QB fucking transfer portal for the whole country? God damn, dog. Yeah, Slovis. They're all from SC. Who loves Hollywood and USC? They're fucking from LA, bro. <laughs> They're all from LA, bro. What do you mean? I'm saying that you're coming to LA and getting our play, our our guys out of the portal from USC. So there's a reason cats have been leaving USC. And now we're going to see what happens with, with fucking Lincoln Riley and see what the fuck they do. I don't know what they're going to do, but we're going to see what happens. I think they still have a hiccup, and I think they still end up losing uh, to somebody um, they shouldn't lose to. An Oregon State. I don't think they struggle with Stanford this week. I think they beat the brakes off Stanford because I think the momentum is all headed in the Lincoln Riley favor right now, everyone's bought on. Everyone's in this on this gravy train that they're gonna go blow up. Uh, they're gonna go blow up uh, Stanford this weekend. I think they do. I think they do. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and I get college football podcast. Uh, Adrian Martinez. Fuck. How long has he been in college football? How long has he been playing? God damn, he's been playing fucking seems for, for 10 years in college football. How long has that motherfucker been playing? Phil, Mc, Phil McCracken, I, I got plenty of pussy, bro. I, I'm going to be honest. I got plenty. So your girl's probably been in the mix. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Um, and I get you're mad at me. Nah, TJ, I don't think so. I think Stanford is, is falling to an all-time low. I think David Shaw's on the hot seat. I think Shaw's on the hot seat. He makes $9 million. Shaw's one of the highest-paid college coaches in the country. They just don't talk about it. He is one of the highest-paid coaches in America, and Stanford's been shitty for a few years. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um Hard Knocks was good Tuesday. It, it, it finale, they cut, they made their cuts and shit. They cut the kid, the quarterback that was on the show with the track wife or whatever. They they signed, um, they signed uh, another cat, brought him in, uh, a veteran, and then that kid, the quarterback Shab or what's his name, Stab or whatever, he got signed by the Vikings, I think. And uh, that is a better. That was the best one I've seen. Hard Knocks. The new Hard Knocks, I'm not gonna watch. I'm not going to watch the new Hard Knocks with Arizona because I don't like Kingsbury, Lucy's dream boy. I don't like that motherfucker at all. Blau. There you go, Ace. Uh, and I just, there's a lot of shitbirds. I like J.J. Watt and shit, but Arizona Cardinals just don't intrigue me with Kingsbury. Motherfucker's a weirdo. Um, so I don't fuck with them. I don't watch Hard Knocks like that. This, this particular preseason Hard Knocks was the best one for me because... 
I had downtime. Football really hadn't started. I, I was I have downtime in the evening to go out and watch it. I'm not going to have that time to watch fucking NFL during the season or whatever the fuck it is. So, um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Casey Thompson, man, I tried to get to come to Indy. Uh, him and uh, him and uh, my main man at Utah right now, the starting quarterback at Utah. Both of them were there. Casey's from Oklahoma City. Uh, and played at, I think, what, Putman High School, Putman? Uh, I'm not sure, but I remember I, uh, his best friend was on my roster at Indy, so we, we had a shot at getting him. So I tried to get Casey, and then I tried to get my kid, California kid, end up going to Utah and making it. He, he lost his appeal, though. See, Justin Fields won his appeal to Ohio State. The kid that came from Texas to Utah, that's the starter right now in Utah, he lost his appeal. How fucking funny that is, and nobody wants to talk about that. So he set out and stayed at Utah, and then now he's been a two-year starter. He's in the talks for the Heisman. He had an okay game. He had an okay game. Um, he had an okay game um, in, against Florida, but didn't do enough to win it. He didn't do enough to win the game. So, um, man, we got so many quarterbacks in California, dog. Look at the top three Heisman candidates are from California. We got the next top three quarterbacks in America are are fucking in California. So California's a hotbed right now for quarterbacks. Um, yeah, so so I tried to get both kids to come to Indy, actually. All three, actually, those kids. Justin Fields, too. But he won his appeal, transferred to Ohio State. So they were all... Nowadays, you can't even think about trying to do that. Because JUCO used to be the portal. Now the motherfuckers are just going to sit in the portal and think about it, another four-year to go to. JUCO's not even in the equation. So... You know, I don't think Casey's that good, college football podcast. Sorry, I don't think he's that good. Um, I don't think he's that great. Cyrus the Virus Grissom. You sound like a fucking retard, bro. I'm just going to be honest. You sound like a complete fucking idiot. People come in and just talk. It's fucking crazy. Um, all the trolls... Bobby Bruce, the best player you ever coached. Really? You're telling me that? <laughs> he didn't even fucking play that much, but he's the best. Um, I don't know, man, if Texas will keep it close. I don't know. The, the games I'm looking forward to is Mississippi State, Arizona, Arizona State, Oklahoma State, because I'm curious to see. Uh, I want to prove my point that football's watered down nationally. And Western Michigan scored 44 points on Oklahoma State. I think Arizona State can fucking blow the roof off. Now, if Oklahoma State just comes out and fucking locks them down, then we know there's a whole bunch of fucking fuckery going on. So I'm curious to see. Uh, I'm curious to see Arizona State, Oklahoma State, Arizona, Mississippi State. I'm curious to see a few of these matchups. I'm, I'm, of course, I'll watch Texas, Arkansas, or Texas, uh, Alabama. Just because Sark is a good friend of mine, and and then I want to watch, uh, I want to watch Florida, Kentucky, probably Florida, Kentucky, and 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 I'm gonna pick KU to beat West Virginia. I'm gonna pick KU to outright beat West Virginia as my pick of the week. That's gonna be my pick of the week. KU beating West Virginia. In the college landscape. So, 
I don't see Kentucky winning by 10, but Jeff Banks is still with Texas. Yeah, he's the highest-paid special teams coordinator in America. Who's makes like $1.2 million or something as a special teams coordinator. I talk to Banksy all the time, dude. Uh, Banks is a good dude. Um, I, I just think KU is going to be on the rise because of the culture that 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 Lance has set there. Because he's going to use the portal accordingly, and he's not going to abuse it. And he's not going to lose too many out of his roster to the portal, and he's not going to take too many new kids. So that is why KU over time is going to get better. And I'm telling you, KU will win five, six, seven football games this year. Watch. And then next year, they're going to be a team to talk about. And I'm just curious to see how this thing all unfolds. So we're going to see how it all unfolds. Um, Phil McCracken, you talking about your daddy? Is deadbeat? He is a deadbeat. You know why? I think your daddy is a deadbeat because he should have pulled out and he, he would have saved the world. If he would have pulled out, he would have saved us. But instead, he made another bitch-made cat and brought him into the world. He should have pulled out. He should have pulled out. Um, you bitch-made cat. Um... There's so many fucking, uh, so many games. Um, I don't think Notre Dame wins out either. I don't think Notre Dame wins out. I don't think Notre Dame's that fucking good of a football team. I don't think Ohio State's as good as we thought. I don't think, I'm curious to see Michigan State and how good they will be and and, and has the, has the, um, has the momentum swung Michigan State's way. And then I'm curious to see Michigan in this quarterback debacle. I'm curious to see Penn State. Is Purdue better than we thought? Or is Penn State not as good as we thought? And then I'm curious to see what is Iowa going to do after fucking struggling? Minnesota blanks New Mexico State or whatever. Whoopie fucking do. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a fucking huge fan of that row the boat motherfucker. I'm just not. Um, I know. I get a lot of weirdos in the morning, dog. I'm like, damn, I figured they wouldn't wake up in the morning. Them motherfuckers are up and at it, aren't they? They all working at McDonald's drive-thru, homie. They're all up. They got their phone on YouTube right in the fucking McDonald's fucking drive-thru window and shit. Hyped up about it and shit. Dick riders. God damn. Um, yeah, I don't know about, I, I don't keep up with, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of shit going on. A lot of shit going on. Um, yeah, I don't talk about HBCU football that much because it's not nothing to talk about. There's not nothing. There's nothing to talk about HBCU. What are you going to talk about, Dion? So Dion. So this is a game to watch, though. My boy Eddie George, good friend of mine, is the head coach Tennessee State. They play Dion this weekend, I believe. So that'll be the the biggest game on the slate. And I'm curious to see how Eddie's team has evolved from from year one because he doesn't do social media. He doesn't do all the pizzazz. He doesn't do all the Instagram fucking stories. He doesn't do all the the, the shit Dion does. Because Dion still does barstool and doing all this other shit. 
So I'm curious to see if Eddie's team has got better roster-wise, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, man, we got a lot of trolls in here. God damn. Um, no, they're not. Jackson State's not top nothing. <laughs> I watched them play, dog. A lot of you cats, you were trying to tell me that the quarterback, Dion's son, is big time. <laughs> like, come on, man. He's not big time. He's a good athlete in a shitty conference and division and level of football. He's not a good fucking quarterback. Do you think the quarterback... So let me ask you guys this. Do you really think... He's going to go to the NFL and be a quarterback? Do you think Deion's son is going to be in the NFL and play quarterback? That's my fucking poll question. Do you think Deion's son is an NFL quarterback? If he's so fucking good, is he a fucking NFL quarterback? Because that's the only thing that matters. That is the only thing that matters. Yeah, Josh, I got you. Whatever. Let me know. Let me get my dog situated, man. If anyone out there is some good fucking dog owners and are interested, let me know. I might have somebody in Florida, so I might be having to take a drive to fucking Florida. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. Um, but hopefully it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice female who has a female who has a daughter. And she's very interested. So we'll see what happens. Um, a dildo. A dildo. Nice name, homie. That's a good name. I like that. It makes you think. A lot of motherfuckers w- would have been like, uh, a dildo. <laughs> I like that name. It makes, it makes people think. You sound like a troll, though. But at least your first comment was positive. So we'll see how it goes. My dogs are great around kids. They're great. Pitbulls are the best dogs around kids. Contrary to your belief and everybody's fucking naysaying attitude about them, they're the best dogs around. They're the best dogs around kids. Anyone has ever had a pit bull, they'll tell you. I can't tell you that, Garrett Higgins. Um, but he did call me right now before the show started, so I had to take the call. Um, uh, is Bryce the best out of Cali in the last five years? I don't know if that's true or not, but I would say he's a possibility. It's a possibility. Um, it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, it's actually how you interact your dogs with your kids. Um, it's actually a huge difference in allowing your kids to interact with your dogs. It's actually how you allow the dogs to to uh, do the deal. Um College Football Podcast. You can call in. I'll put the link in the chat. I'll put the link in the chat. Go ahead and give me a call. And uh, you want to talk some fucking ball real quick? Give me a shout. Let me know about... I know you're a Midwester, so let me let me talk about what you have to say. Um, I don't even know who Jordan Davis Travis is, dog. Who the fuck is Travis, Jordan Travis? <laughs> you guys think I know all these motherfuckers. Dog, I don't watch this shit. I don't give a fuck. I'll break a game down. I'm not watching that shit.
A lot of you guys are just talking in here. I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Holy shit. I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Uh, yeah, there ain't nothing. To, uh, there's no there's no breed like bully breed, dog. That's a real thing. That is a real thing. Um, man, maybe. I talked to Theo the other day. Like I was telling people yesterday, I talked to Theo the other day. Theo is uh, he's a good dude, man. I, Theo's a good dude. Um, the Rams are dead. After game one, after collecting their Super Bowl ring, they're done. Just write them off, dog. You know better. <laughs> the Super Bowl champs are done. Shut the fuck up. You sound like a fucking idiot. You motherfuckers are the, what have you done for me lately? Definition. It's unfucking believable it is unbelievable. What have you done for me lately? Definition. I'm just like, God damn, dog. Like, first fucking game of the season. You do know the NFL plays 17 fucking games now, right? They play fucking 17 fucking games now. Calm down, dog. Calm the fuck down. Um... Hey, man, hit the like button for me. Everybody pound that like button, man, if you're in here. Even you shit-talking dick riders. Hit the like button, man. You motherfuckers don't hit the like button enough. You just sit there jacking off the whole show, it looks like. Because I got so many fucking dick riders. You guys just sit around jacking off. Hit the like button for your boy. CoachJBStory.com. Go get you some merch, man. We got some fire-ass merch over there, man. So go get some merch. And, uh... Like I said, bitch made cats, dog. That's the fucking number one thing there is right there. Don't be a bitch made cat. Uh, I actually sent that to my my main man, Ty Schmidt. So um, I had to send my boy, Ty Schmidt, that shirt, man. You know what I mean? I had to do it. I had to do it. Don't be a bitch made cat. Come on, man. Shit. Um... A Dildo, that's a good name, man. I like that name. It took you a long time to figure that name out, I bet. It took you a long fucking time to be uh, uh, figure that out. Jeremiah said it's amazing that he fucking is up this early. Come on, Jeremiah, you just living life, huh? You're like, fuck it, I'm just living life. Living fucking life. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch. I gotta watch the show today. They're on today, right? Normal time. Um, I think the Cowboys are gonna be absolutely dog shit. Um, Gerald D. That's just my opinion. If you guys aren't members, hey dog, join and become a member. Dollar ninety nine. You guys can call in, talk to Sarah, talk to the IG models we bring on every Thursday. We got it all cracking here. Plus the great guests today at one p.m. We're gonna have NFL insider. Um, 49er beat writer. He's going to come in and we're going to discuss everything Trey Lance. And I'm going to give him all my takes on Trey Lance and what I think and I what I'm going to think and, and how I think the Niners are going to be and I, how I think, um, how I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play. I think he's going to be back and play. So, um, a dildo, you got a cam you got a cameo from me? It was awful? You're the first one that says it was awful. So I know you're a dick writer. You probably jacked off to it. Stop lying, motherfucker. You probably fucking jacked off to it. <laughs> well, no refunds, bitch boy. I don't give refunds. I give you a squirt of piss though. Open wide, motherfucker. 
Bitch made motherfucker. Everybody wants to talk in the morning, Oos. That shit is crazy to me. We got more haters in the morning than we do in the afternoon. I love it. Love it. My dick's hard right now. When we stand up, my dick will hit you in the face. Uh... We're going to put a membership link in the fucking chat, okay? All you have to do on your cell phone is turn your Safari into desktop mode. Go to YouTube and fucking join my page. It's become a member. It's a fucking $1.99. You can win a $40 bottle of whiskey. You can win free merch. You can win fucking all kinds of shit. For a dildo, you can win a fucking pair of panties for your bitch-made ass. So fuck, dog. It's not that hard. And then you can also do a great thing called Google. Hey, Thomas Morrison, you can actually use a thing called Google. You, it's G-O-O-G-L-E. You go on it and it, and it, and it surfs the web. And you can put in there, how to become a member on YouTube from my Android. And then they, they, it'll, it's crazy. This thing called Google will pop up and it'll give you all this fucking information about how to do what you typed in that motherfucker. And then you can say, damn, oh, it's not even that hard. But again, you're a bitch made entitled fuck who is lazy and wants everything handed to their fucking bitch ass instead of go search up some shit and work for some shit. And now you want to fucking go fix... Hey, coach, just tell me how to do it. Why don't, why don't I join for you, you fucking idiot? And then I'll do the join and I'll pay your $1.99 too. <laughs> Holy fuck. Some of you motherfuckers are the most... The laziest fucking cunts I've ever seen in my life. Hit the like button, though, you fucking bitch-made cats. Um... Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I talk to Jermaine all the time, man. I keep up with Jermaine. Why, why wouldn't I keep up with Jermaine? Did you see me at the fucking draft with Jermaine? Like, some of your questions are fucking astronomically dumb. They're the some of the dumbest fucking questions I've ever heard. I've actually had half the fucking roster on this show, so go back and watch them. I'll get Jermaine on at some point. I'm going to try to get Calvin Jackson on. The, the Jets cut him. I'm going to try to get Calvin on uh, next week. I just talked to him. Um, do you keep up with Jermaine? Nah. Fuck Jermaine. I shit on him. <laughs> Holy fuck, dog. Some of you motherfuckers just ask questions to just talk. Motherfuckers just want to talk. Holy shit. Um, who the fuck is this? Delvin Stibe, what up, what up? Um, man, it's, we just, people are just making up shit. It's fucking comical. It's fucking comical. Uh, Jack Smith, you're late, dog. We just talked about Pat McAfee's show, so we just talked about it, dog. So I'm not going to keep talking about it. Um, but something's in the air. Something's in the air. We'll see what happens. You'll be the first to know. All right. I'll DM you personally and then send me your cell phone number and I'll text you. Okay. Holy fuck. You motherfuckers are unbelievable. <laughs> uh. A dildo. 
Are you an assumer? Are you assuming something because you don't know? Or are you just asking? Because it looks like that's, again, a statement. So you ask a question first, and then you make a statement. Which one is it, dog? <laughs> Holy shit. No, I, Jack, I want you to text us at this number right here. 999, never mind, motherfucker. That is the number you should fucking... No, you're not theorizing. Theorizing makes you sound like a fucking idiot because that's what you are. So, shut the fuck up, a dildo. I should have known by your name you're a fuckstick. But that's what we get. We get a lot of motherfuckers. I, I think I fucked your bitch too. That's why you're probably on here mad at life. But it is what it is. It's all right. You could be a bitch-made cat. We already know you're a bitch-made cat. Um, you're not a normal guy because your name is a dildo. So you're not a normal guy. Lucy, can you please peg a dildo for me? Please peg his ass for me. Um, can you please peg him? Because he's a dildo. <laughs> um. God damn. Josh Santer. Well, become a member to be a better experience. Um, oh, there's more fucking... There's more trolls in here. Are you on video, college football podcast? I don't see you, dog. Dog, you got to get on video, homie. This ain't no, I don't have a voice call. I don't have a fucking uh, phone call uh, app. You got to call in like this. I'm letting you call in. You're not a member. I know, I know what it is. You're not backstage. You're in fucking, I don't know. I don't see you unless you're on video, dog. So you have to be on video. The trolls do love me, dog. I'm gonna be honest. I think the trolls absolutely love me. Yeah, I just talked about Sark in Texas and what they're going to do. God damn, do you motherfuckers listen or do you just fucking hear and then want to talk? That's what I think you guys do. Uh, let me delete some of these fucking emails real quick while you guys are in there trolling around. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, Jeremiah, I'll put it in the chat real quick. Um. Um, hey man, it's a wake up call. I'm gonna take Jeremiah's call. Probably get up out of here in a second. Got a lot to do. Get ready for later on. We got an NFL insider joining the show, and then uh, Hector's gonna come on and give us his NFL picks for the weekend. And I'm gonna do some college football picks. So I'm gonna do some college football picks. Oh, I like that jersey, dog. What is that? Is that a jersey? Ooh, that's fire. I like that. So that came pretty late um, with the other order, but. I, I hadn't debuted it on the show. When so. did it come in? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I'm dying, Coach. I'm dying. I've been sick for two months and can't can't shake it. Really? Yeah. Went to fucking get an IV with vitamins. Felt good for like two days. Damn. I'm fucking dying. All the shit the military injected into me over 25 years is finally catching up to me, coach. What is it? Is it uh is it uh is it COVID? I tested negative a bunch of times, so I don't know. I'm fucking 
Man. I, it's starting to fucking demoralize me, to be honest with you. So, um, uh, I, uh, my question was, because I don't know much about college football, and I know you're just you, – you understand the game. I – so Zach talked about this a little bit on his show and, and he's a smart guy, man. Like I'm glad you, you brought him into the fold. Um, he talked about, um, Brian Kelly taking over LSU. This was relevant to your, your debate with Sarah. And when Brian took over, he cut all the walk-on players like immediately. And that make, and that's maybe one of the big problems there with LSU. And I was just wondering why would you do what, what's the thought process there? Why would you do any of that? With Brian Kelly? We just cut the walk-on players. They don't count against scholarships. Most of them don't play. But I know a lot of those kids end up being friends with players on the team and stuff. And Zach kind of referenced that on his Menace to Sports podcast, which, I, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm out of turn saying anything about Zach because you work with him. So, um, um, Yeah. I don't know, man. This is the thing. People are always going to – uh, people are always going to talk shit about everybody. So I, I, I just, I'm a, I'm a different believer in this thing. I think Brian Kelly can coach, but I think he's just over the hill. I think he's over the top. I think he's a dumbass with as far as the relationship building thing. So I don't think he'll ever win a natty at LSU. Even though I yeah. think if any decent coach goes to LSU, they should all they should win. But I don't think he's going to win. Uh, because I just think of the portal and everything else, they're going to see right through his fakeness. And he's been that way for a long time. But that's why I agree with Matt McChesney when he says he should have never left Notre Dame because he had it. I agreed with Matt on that, too. He had had it good. He had it going good at Notre Dame. And and I know the mishap happened with the kid. But I think you could make that argument for a lot of college coaches that go to the NFL where they can control these kids every aspect of their lives and – you know, they go to the NFL. You can't control any of those guys. Yeah. So. Um, I know. Um, but, yeah, you know, he gets a bad rap because everyone thinks they know him. So they want to talk about all these kids and shit like that. Um, well, I just – but Zach specifically said he cut all the walk-ons. Just didn't make any sense to me at all. And it was funny, too, because they were actually ripping on Dabo a bit because they – he says he doesn't have a coaching staff really now. I mean, he used to, but he doesn't now. And then they give him $100 million. <laughs> Yeah. So it's kind of like fuck up, move up, man. Like failure through mediocrity. I, I don't think you'll see Clemson win another national title anytime soon either. No, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if DJ's ready. We'll see what's going on. Um, well, they said that, Coach, he specifically talked about, I know you know DJ's family. They're failing that kid. He said they're, uh, you know, they're not, ru- they're not running any kind of plays. To help him get receivers open, anything. I mean, you don't understand all this concept stuff. It's way beyond me. Like, yeah. Just, um, yeah, yeah, that is what it is. Hold on. Let me take a call. What up, D-Stay? What up, brother? How we doing? How we doing, fellas? Good to see y'all. Good morning. Top of the morning from uh, southeast Louisiana. Oh, shit. Louisiana in the house. Yeah, I see how I just spoke on Brian Kelly. Uh, it's crazy because his whole demeanor is, is so Midwestern, right? And, like, it, it takes a while for the South Louisiana culture kind of to adapt to him. But uh, I think he'll be fine, but you make a very, very valid point about how he should have stayed in Notre Dame because that, he had a good, a good system there, and he was so pushed with everything he had going on. Yeah, he had a good thing going to Notre Dame. I don't know, man. I'm curious to see. LSU has a t- – LSU can get a shitload of talent. So, obviously, um, you know, they should attract talent like any big-time Power Five, but – 
can he get over the hump and beat Alabama, Georgia right now? I don't think so. So that's just going to be the problem with him. And I don't know how long lasted he's going to be in this new era of NIL when these kids are like, ah, you're fake. I'm out. I'm not coming. And then boosters and presidents and everybody else are going to be like, you know what? We're going to make a new move and go get another another rah-rah younger guy. And I don't know if that's too many years away. Right now, nowadays, it's win-win right now. And uh, you got to win right now in this day and age because of the NIL. So that's kind of what the problem is, and that's the uh, that's the issue. So it is what it is. But that's correct. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe seven to six wins is probably the likely uh, range for LSU. I mean, look, the talent is through the roof. It's just Jalen yeah. Daniels adapt and get in a rhythm and a te- you know just offensive line can improve, and of course the running game has to be there. Man, it's just a struggle. Yeah, this year, okay. this year, I, 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 six, seven games, I think it'd be good. So, yeah. All right, brother, I appreciate you. Well, no one doubt. thing for sure is Kid agrees with him. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, those kids back there getting after it in the morning, huh? Um, yeah. All right, Jeremiah, I'm going to end this thing get out of here, man. Hope you get better, man. Go drink some damn apple cider vinegar, man. Okay, coach, I'm going to try any. I'll try anything. So I'll go hey, hotty toddy, hotty toddy. Yeah, I love the hot toddy, Coach. I definitely will do that. So. No doubt. No doubt. All right, Coach. All right Thanks. brother. Uh, what up? College Football Podcast. What up? Yo. Um, I kind of just wanted to come in and talk about uh, the portal a little bit. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm from the Midwest, from Nebraska. Um, grew up a huge fan here. Um. You know, we all we all know the tradition. Uh, we know everything, and the portal is just absolutely just destroying everything, and it's it's terrible. You know, um, we're we're literally a perfect example of how bad it really is this year. Um, coming out, everyone was picking us to finish huge. Everyone was picking us to finish. Uh, first in the Big Ten West, Kirk Herbstreet picked us to win the Big Ten. So, you know, it, it's really, it's really, really bad. And, um, yeah. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Uh, we can't even see you, dude. Um, hey, listen, we know the portal's shitty. Uh, I lost my man. We know the portal's shitty. And we know that whole thing. And I know there's a lot of Midwest Nebraska fans out there. Um, but shit. Um, <laughs> Jack Smith is funny. Uh, yeah, my main man, he needed to get to the fucking point, didn't he? Hey, we're going to get to uh, the point later on today at 1 o'clock Pacific as uh, we're going to get after it. We've got an NFL insider joining us. We're going to have Sarah Blake join us. We're going to talk about everything in between the sun and the earth and the moon and the stars. Make sure you join us. Hector will come on and Scared Money Don't Make Money, and we'll break down all the college and NFL picks for this weekend, and we'll make some bets, and I'll be giving some giveaways out, and I'll do a trivia, and whoever wins on the spot will get a maybe a gift of choice. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Jackson Lewis, I blocked you probably because you're a bitch-made cat, and I guess you found me, so you must be a completely dick-riding motherfucking bitch-made cat. Congratulations to you. Hey, I appreciate you guys. I'll see you in a little bit on the Coach AB Show, 1 p.m. Pacific. 
Don't be a bitch-made cat. That is the key for today, and that is the key for your life success. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in there, walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. The Coach JV Show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.